0: Previously on Episodical, the search for B.B. Kimball. Looking through my notes, I realized that both Lori and Dr. Horton said similar things about this town. They both said something along the lines of, Salem has always been strange, but 1995 was even stranger. Have you heard anything around here about demonic possessions? John Black. He's married to Dr. Evans. Wait! Mr. Black!
1: I'm sure you have good intentions. At least I hope so. But 1995 was a difficult year for all of us. Little miss, you're poking your nose around in things that are very dangerous. For your own sake, and for ours, go home.
0: I'm talking with the visitor center's manager, Mr. Turner.
2: A murder will happen. The town records it, and then years later, that person reappears, perfectly alive, ready to hop back into their life and pick up exactly where they left off.
0: How is it possible that the Salem PD has no records of my mother's disappearance?
3: There's a special room in the basement here where files go that the commander doesn't want the public to have access to. I slipped in this evening and looked up your mom's name and... Joe? I found some stuff. I found a lot of stuff.
0: My name is Josephine Kimball, and this is Episodical, The Search for B.B. Kimball, Episode 3. Who is Marlena Evans? All right, it is about 8 o'clock, eight ten in the morning, I'm at my motel and I just woke up uh, to a knock at the door, went to the door and there was an envelope sitting on the porch in front of my door. All right, it is a file says to Joe and then there's a post-it note that says look into Kristen Demera." oh wow they are from 1995 these are files from my mother's case Detective Gamble came through Let's quickly do a recap of the investigation into my mother's disappearance so far, shall we? Number one. Lori, an old co-worker of Bebe's, told me she is certain my mother wouldn't have just picked up and left town. Lori said things had been going well for Bibi, in fact, better than ever, and a lot of it had to do with her new job as a housekeeper for Marlena Evans. Number two. Dr. Mike Horton was scared when I brought up the year 1995, as it concerned Dr. Evans. He creepily mentioned something about demonic possessions before quickly ending our conversation. Number three. The manager of Salem's visitor center told me that the crime rate in Salem is high, unusually high for a small town. He then went on to say that it's a common occurrence for citizens of Salem to disappear, then come back after years of being presumed dead, revealing themselves to actually be alive. Number four. After mentioning the year 1995 to him, Marlena Evans' husband, John Black, not only refused to put me in touch with his wife, but threatened me if I dared pursue speaking with her. All right, I think that's a good overview. Oh, but there's also this. Number five, Lori also told me my mother gave her a crucifix before she disappeared. Bebe told Lori that she would need it for protection. Lori thought it was a joke and she sent it to me after my mother died. I'm actually wearing it right now. (sighs) Okay, so that's where we are so far. I pour through the paperwork inside the file on B.B.'s disappearance. There's a copy of a background check that the Cheatin' Heart did on B.B. when she first started working there in 1992. That report is slim. Just a copy of her driver's license and my grandparents' contact info in case of emergency. There's the missing persons report the principal of my school filed in 1995 after my mother didn't come to pick me up. And there are some stills of Bibi from a video cam in the lobby of Marlena Evans' apartment building. There is some text jotted on the back of the photos with the date that she went missing. The text reads, Last seen images of Beatrice Kimball. I look closely at the photos. Bebe's face is a bit blurred, but I can definitely make out a worried expression on her face. Her brow is furrowed. As I examine closer, I can see that her right hand is gripping an object within it. It's too blurry to see what the object could be. The last thing in the file is a transcript of a police interview. Commander Abe Carver signed and dated it January 17th, 1995. So these transcriptions that were included, I don't want to just read this out loud for you. I've seen some reviews of my podcast on Apple, and I know some of you are complaining about too much vocal fry. I wish I could help it, but I'm a woman, and it's just how my voice was made. Having said that, I don't want to put you through unnecessary fry excess, so I reached out to the local theater, and a couple of their actors have agreed to help me out. The Salem community players meet in a church basement, and actors Namdi and Jamie kindly offered their talents to me on their lunch break from rehearsals for Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf.
1: This is Commander Abe Carver. It's January 17th, 1995, at 10 hundred hours. I'm here to interview a possible witness in the disappearance of Beatrice Kimball. Please state your name for the record.
4: My name is Dr. Marlena
1: Evans. And please let the record show that Marlena is a close, close friend of mine. But I'm putting that aside. I'm prioritizing my role as commander of the Salem PD. Now, how long would you say we've known each other, Marlena?
4: Oh, my. Wow. 15 years? 20? 30, 10? 5? What does time even mean with a bond as strong as ours?
1: Oh, wow. It's been that long, huh? I, I agree. We, we are very, very good friends.
4: Great friends.
1: Okay, let's get into it. I know you've got a lot on your plate today. By the way, how is Belle?
4: Oh, she's wonderful. Getting bigger and bigger each day. You know how it is. One day she's three, the next day she's 16.
1: And please let the record show that Belle is Marlena's child with Roman Brady
4: actually john is bell's
1: father that's right my apologies i knew that let the record reflect the correction that john black is bell's father not roman john was roman but then roman was roman and marlena and john had an affair
4: that's correct it was very disorienting at first but we are all sorted out now we're right as rain
1: now back to the matter at hand your housekeeper has been missing for 48 hours She was last seen entering the lobby of your apartment building. Oh, is
4: that right? Well, am I under suspicion?
1: What? (laughs) You? Marlena, you are one of the most kind, honest, and moral people I have ever met. I'm just hoping you may be able to provide some information that can help us track her down. So, if you wouldn't mind, please tell me everything you know about Beatrice Campbell. Well,
4: certainly. As you said, Miss Kimball is my housekeeper. She began working for me about four or five months ago. She's a, she's a brunette or, or a blonde. She's, she's definitely got hair and it's, it's shoulder length. Um, she's very good at cleaning. She uses Q-tips to clean every square inch of the kitchen. I, I've never seen so much waste, and yet the room is sparkling. Uh, Beatrice, she arrives on time, and she leaves, and she's done. She has her lunch in her car. Uh, Let's see, I I pay her twice a month by check. Not the business checks, but my personal checks. The ones with the cabbage patch dolls on them. Yeah, I'm afraid, uh, beyond knowing that she has shoulder-length hair, I really can't remember much else about it.
1: That sounds fair to me. And two days ago, January 15th, did you see Beatrice?
4: Yes. No. Maybe, maybe. Look, I'm not sure. Truly, I barely knew her. It's not that I didn't want to know her. I've just been so tired. I haven't been sleeping well. Abe, I've been having a lot of nightmares. I've been very busy as well.
1: And please let the record show that Marlena is an excellent psychiatrist.
4: Well, thank you, Abe. I hope you'll come back and start seeing me again real soon.
1: Me too. Me too.
4: My point regarding Beatrice is I haven't had much time to converse with her beyond checking in on the housekeeping duties and, you know, one day blurs into the next. I'm honestly not sure the last time I saw Beatrice ate. Is that so? Does that make me sound suspicious? Yes, it does. Well, my
1: goodness. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Oh. Uh, Everything you said today about your housekeeper sounds very reasonable to me. As as a matter of fact, me and my housekeeper, the same. You know, thanks for coming in, Marlena.
4: Of course. Listen, Abe, I hope you'll be able to find her.
1: Well, this is the end of my interview with Marlena Evans. As you've heard, there is very little known about Beatrice Kimball as a person, let alone Beatrice Kimball as a missing person. Salem PD will send her next of kin a standardized letter, and it says... We searched high, we searched low, and we found nothing. I, Commander Abe Carver, am calling this case closed.
0: I thank Jamie and Namdi for their time, and I promise to buy tickets for Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf once it opens. Now, regarding the interview between Commander Carver and Marlena Evans, look, I'm not here to accuse anyone of anything. I'm here to collect facts. My subjective opinion isn't fact, and I do not want to get sued. But this is my podcast, and based on your reviews that I've read on Apple, I know how much you appreciate me sharing my personal feelings with you as I investigate my mother's disappearance. So, please note that the next thing that I say isn't being said as a fact, but as an opinion. My opinion on the interview that took place with Commander Carver and Dr. Marlena Evans is that it was total f***ing Commander Carver clearly let his friendship with Dr. Evans affect his investigation into BB's disappearance. I'm back in my motel room and I am sitting on my bed. I am staring across the room at the mirror above the dresser. And on this mirror, I've taped... the clues that i've come across since beginning my investigation into bb's disappearance Um, i'm trying to create a timeline but also like a visual map so that i can easily spot patterns um, as they emerge and i will say sitting back here and looking at this mirror there are a lot of scraps of paper, as well as a couple napkins with the name Marlena Evans written across them. And several of these have big question marks next to her name. And as much as I've been trying to avoid going down this path, especially after John Black was so rude to me, obviously... Marlena Evans is somehow connected. I have to investigate this more. I mean, it seems to be the only thing left to do. Who exactly is Marlena Evans? I start with the obvious and do a Google search of the name Marlena Evans. I discover that Dr. Evans has been the head of the psychiatry program at Salem University since 2012. Before that, she was a psychiatrist at Salem University Hospital. And before that, up until 1976, she was a psychiatrist at Bayview Sanitarium. Now, this is hard to track because the marriage record dates don't line up exactly. But according to the Salem County Clerk's online database, Marlena Evans has been married approximately nine times. I double-checked to make sure the office wasn't combining two or even three Marlena Evanses together, but no, they all appear to be the one person, the one Dr. Marlena Evans. Look, I'm not one to judge another person's romantic life, especially when my own is such a nightmare, but nine marriages does seem excessive. Stranger still, four or five of these marriages appear to be to John Black. I look through various social media sites, but Marlena Evans does not appear to have any accounts. I do find a Jarlena hashtag on Instagram that is connected to Marlena Evans' name when I search her, but hashtag Jarlena is really just a lot of pictures celebrating John Black and Marlena Evans in various stages of their lives together. They are both very good looking and appear to be quite happy. Hashtag Jarlena isn't connected to any one account and looks to be most frequently used by friends, acquaintances, and fans of the couple. If I'm going to dig deeper on Marlena Evans, I realize I'm going to need more professional help. Not the psychiatrist kind, but the detective kind.
2: Salem PD, this is Officer Greer.
0: Hi, I'd like to speak to Officer Gamble, please.
2: Uh, can, can you get him to fill that out? Hello? Uh, Salem PD, this is Officer Greer.
0: Yeah, hi. I'd like to speak to Officer Gamble. Uh, who? Sorry, I meant uh, Detective Gamble.
2: Yeah, I, I don't have a pen. You're, you're oh. looking for Gamble? Yeah. Uh, they don't work here anymore. They don't? No. Uh, since when? Since when? Lady, I don't know. You gotta sign it, bro. You can't just file a report and not sign it.
0: I'm sorry, that can't be right. Can you double check for me? Detective Gamble, I literally saw them there yesterday. Hold on. This can't be right.
2: I was right. They don't work here anymore. They gone.
0: Gone as in left or was fired?
2: Uh, don't know. I, uh, you can't be back here, dude. Anything else I can help you with? Please say no. I'm very busy today.
0: Can you take my number in case you find out where Detective Gamble went?
2: Yeah, okay. Go for it. Wait, I don't have a pen. This
0: is unbelievable.
2: Back. Okay, what's your name and number?
0: Uh, my name's Joe, and it's 773 Detective Gamble is gone. Why does this keep happening to me? I look back through the envelope of my mother's file that was left on my doorstep this morning and I rediscover the post-it note. It says look into Kristen Demera. Demera? Why is that name so familiar? And then I remember. Yes, the manager. The manager at the visitor center. He recommended the Demera mansion as a Salem must see. I do some more online sleuthing and discover that Kristen DeMera has lived at the DeMera mansion at different times in her life, though it is mostly known as her father's home. I also discover that Kristen is not currently living in the DeMera home. Right now, she's in Statesville prison for numerous crimes, most notably kidnapping. I call Statesville and discover that it is quite easy to visit inmates there. So I grab my recorder and I head to the prison.
3: Yeah?
0: Hi, um, I'm, I'm... Who are you? Oh, sorry, yeah. Uh, Kristen? You're Kristen Demera, right?
3: Look, if this is about my case, talk to my... Oh, no, no,
0: it's not about your case, I...
3: We're under appeal. No, no,
0: it's, it's not about your case. Sorry. My name's Joe Kimball. Um, I'm a writer. I work for WBEZ Chicago, and I got a tip that you might be a potential source for a cold case that I'm working on.
3: Does this cold case have something to do with Bo Brady? Because I already told everyone I don't have anything more to say about that.
0: Bo? Oh, Bo. No, no, I don't, I don't know Bo, but I was at the police station recently, and everyone was talking about him. I'm sorry to tell you this, but I heard Beau was shot, I think by his own son. Oh, yeah? Good. Good?
3: Yeah, good. So, what's your cold case about?
0: Oh, it's about a woman named um, Beatrice Kimball.
3: Hmm. Never heard of her.
0: People called her Beebe. She went missing in 1995.
3: That is a very long time ago. I was a completely different person in 1995.
0: <sighs> okay, thank you, anyways. Good luck. Wait, I, sorry. Um, do you happen to know Marlena Evans?
3: <clears throat> yeah, I know Marlena.
0: Uh, BB was Dr. Evans' housekeeper. She was last seen entering the lobby of Marlena's penthouse in January of 1995. <laughs> I don't get it. What's so funny? Oh,
3: 1995. That was a... wild year. Oh, I bet Marlena did something terrible.
0: Why would you say that?
3: Well, 95 was the year Marlena was possessed by the Devil.
0: Yeah, I've heard whispers about that.
3: Whispers? The penthouse was unhinged that year, trust me. If Marlena's walls could talk, they would be screaming.
0: Um, I'm recording this. Is that okay?
3: Absolutely. Let's tell the world about the real Marlena. She sucks. How so? Marlena's jealous of me. Whatever I have, Marlena wants. She's a man-stealer. She's a baby-stealer. She even stole my father from me. She used him when it was convenient and threw him away when it wasn't. Wow. (laughs) Right? (laughs) People in this town are brainwashed by her.
0: Is that true? Sure. They're
3: obsessed. Like, she can do no wrong. I think she's cursed them. She's probably a witch. Oh my god. (sighs) How am I just now realizing it? (gasps) Marlena's a witch.
0: Uh, I don't want to offend you, Kristen, but I'm not sure I believe in all this devil and witch stuff.
3: (laughs) How long have you been in Salem?
0: Just a few days.
3: Hmm. Hang around. You're bound to experience all kinds of stuff you've never seen before.
0: (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Okay, so what other things did Marlena do when people believed she was possessed.
3: She turned into a panther, took my face, tried to seduce a priest. I think she even killed a priest. What? Yeah, I know, right? She, uh, she levitated, she spoke in tongues, she burned down a church. She tried to kill me at least once, probably twice. Pushed my father off of a balcony and then she had the nerve to die and come back from the dead.
0: That can't be true.
3: It is. Oh, and here's the most effed up thing. Marlena stripped me naked, tied me to the church altar, and painted demonic symbols all over my body. She should be in prison, not me.
0: Oh, I'm so sorry that happened to you.
3: Thank you. I really appreciate that. I hope you solve your cold case.
0: Me too. It sounds like Dr. Evans might be the only person that can give me the truth but she won't return my calls.
3: Oh, we we'll just go to her penthouse and knock on the door.
0: What about the security?
3: Dress like an orphan and pretend you need food. Marlena thinks she's a saint and loves that shit. Oh, um, hey, while you're there, can you give my daughter a message? Your daughter? Marlena and John are her grandparents. She's over there a lot, too much. I told you, Marlena wants what's mine.
0: I can't make any promises. I don't even know if I'll be able to get in.
3: Oh, I think you will. I recognize something in you. Uh, grit. Determination. I bet you'll find what you're looking for. And if it happens to bring Marlena down at the same time, well, then we can all
0: celebrate. What's your message?
3: Mommy's coming back for you.
0: my head spinning from this conversation with Kristen Demera, I collect my purse and my phone from prison security and make my way back to my car in the parking lot. Look, what I said to Kristen is true. I do not believe in demonic possession. I consider myself an open person. I'm always willing to at least listen to the other side of the argument, but when it comes to things like ghosts and monsters and demons, I don't know. That's a bit of a stretch, even for a creative writing major. I see on my cell phone that while I was inside, I missed a call from the Salem PD. Hey
2: Joe, it's uh, Officer Greer here at the Salem PD um, precinct. I'm calling you back uh, about uh, Detective Gamble. Nobody knows what happened to them. Um, no information has really come across my desk. Uh, they, they were here yesterday, but uh, then they left, so that's kind of all information i have um so sorry about that uh i uh <laughs> i also uh, googled you i know that's weird i'm a i'm a cop i should be able to use like the cop computers and all that but anyway um i googled you and i i saw your podcast and it's really good really really good uh i'd, I'd love to know what microphone you use or whatever um yeah so i don't know any uh anything new about uh detective gamble but if i do of course i'll, I'll let you know and uh, if you want to you know hang out sometime or go on a date or some something you have my number uh, it's 911 <laughs> no no I'm kidding don't don't use 911 that's that's a that's a crime you you would actually be arrested if you do that but um uh, yeah uh, I'll, I'll I'll reach out if I hear any more information about detective gamble or um yeah anything new comes up uh, so uh, have a good day uh, uh, bye.
0: When I get back to my car, I find an envelope stuffed under one of the windshield wipers. It's the same kind of envelope that was left on my doorstep this morning. I open it and I discover another police interview transcription. This one's dated February 1995. A post-it note placed on the front of the transcription reads, I needed to look into this one to be sure before I gave it to you. It checks out. This is all too much for me. I got to get out of town. Please do not try to find me. And Joe, be careful. From Detective G. Gamble. I Detective Gamble is who this is from. <sighs> I read the transcript in the parking lot, and I drive straight to the church basement to see if my new actor friends can read it out loud for the podcast. Fortunately, they were on break from rehearsals for You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown, I guess the Salem community players are doing Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf and your good man Charlie Brown and rep this season at the Salem Playhouse.
1: This is Commander Abe Carver. It's February 19th, 1995, 1200 hours. Today's interview is with a suspect in the unsolved case known as the desecrator. Please state your name.
4: Dr. Marlena Evans.
1: Let the record show that Dr. Evans and I are old friends, but that won't be an impediment in performing my duties as commander of the Salem PD. Marlena, do you understand why you've been placed under arrest?
4: Because you caught me trying to strangle John Black in the church.
1: So you admit you tried to kill him, John?
4: Mm Mm-hmm. Sure.
1: And what about the fire at the church? Do you admit to arson?
4: Yes. Why not?
1: This isn't like you, Marlena.
4: Well, what can I say? I got bored being the girl next door.
1: Dr. Horton did some blood tests when you were in the hospital yesterday. He sent us the results. It looks like your criminal behavior could be medically explained. Marlena, you have anemia.
4: I don't think that's the reason I've been behaving badly.
1: It is. It's the only explanation why Salem's most ethical and kind-hearted citizen would do these awful things. Setting the church on fire, attacking a police officer. And what about Kristen Demera, Stripping her naked and tying her to the church's altar and painting demonic symbols all over her body.
4: Yes, I totally did that. But it's not because of anemia.
1: Marlena, let me help me help you. I don't want to put you in jail. If you say all of this is because of anemia, I can send you home to rest. My name is possessed by the devil. There has to be some explanation.
2: I just told you.
1: Maybe it's a brain tumor. <laughs>
0: This has been Episodical, The Search for B.B. Kimball. If you'd really like to help me find my mother, please rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts. Thank you for listening.